From Chi-Town to the Ville, Nap-Town to the Natty, Hype is where it's at for music and news. From hip-hop to Hollywood. Attention listeners. Attention listeners. Log on to thehypemagazine.com for the hottest hip-hop and urban magazine you've ever seen. Get the 411 on the world of entertainment, new releases, and, and more. more. Just log on to thehypemagazine.com. In stores now at 7-Eleven, Kmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Marsh, Chicken Say, as well as all mobile devices. Hype, how you perceive everything. Welcome to another Live by Terrence show. I am your host, T-Rex. It is a lovely night. We are broadcasting inside our, well, house, <laughs> inside studio. Outside studio is, is not ready. This weather has definitely changed drastically in the last few days. We, we went from the 80s to as low as about 38 degrees. So outside um, setup is not ready. So we're going to broadcast in the lovely confines of our home. We have so many guests that's going to be on tonight. We have Scott Smith. He will be calling in shortly. We'll be talking, of course, college football, NFL, and high school recruiting. We At the top of the hour, we'll have VC calling in from Noisy Neighbors. He will be calling in. We'll be talking about uh, his producing aspect and, um, and his contribution um, to the music in this area. And then last but not least, we're going to have the legendary. He, he is the recipient of the MP3 Wax. Lifetime Achievement Award uh, that he received from the producers and DJs luncheon back during the uh, BET weekend. DJ Double O Key of Fox 105. He will be calling in and we'll be talking everything involving music and what he has going on. Uh, it's a lovely day. Uh, it's a blessing to be here. I definitely want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for allowing me to broadcast to you all live on Blog Talk Radio. And also like to give a shout out to the Hype Magazine, College Underground Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Uh, we are on all those platforms there, so definitely check us out. We are making strides and moving on up the the, the food chain of podcasts and broadcasts. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna have Scott Smith calling in shortly. Also gonna have another guest. He will be calling in uh, by the name of C the Phenom. We'll be briefly discussing his track that he has, uh, the Arvin Tailgate song. I know you have heard that song countless of times on this broadcast, and he's definitely uh, doing some big things. I think he's currently on tour, uh, touring over there in Cali. So we, we're going to check in with him. He'll be calling in shortly. But anyway, we're going to kick it off. We're going to play some little music before Scott Smith call in. And then, you know, for the next hour, we'll be talking nothing but football. Selling plenty dough. You say you buy it. Hey, do that at? Quit flipping. You, you say you buy it. money on the floor. Spending money. Hey, why this all you flipping? Turn up. You saving money. Won't you throw a rack? I'm blowing. You blowing money. Won't you throw a stack? I'm blowing. I put your rack. I'm blowing. I put your rack. Hey, hey, I show you how to burn a stack. One rack, two rack, three rack, four. Show you how to burn a crack. One rack, 
Kick off our football segment. We're gonna welcome Scott Smith to the show tonight. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm great, Terrence. How you doing, man? Doing lovely. Blessing, highly favored. About to say flavored, <laughs> but I don't think everybody want to know that part. 
Uh, but uh, um, basically, what I want to ask you up front before we get into uh, you know everything that happened with the college football, starting with Thursday night, uh, Florida State victory. How is Amir Abdullah doing? I mean, have you had a chance to get an update on his injury? Um, I, I've been told that it was an MCL, uh, MCL sprain. He'll be out one to two weeks. I mean, and to be, to be quite honest, the running back, even as, as tough as Amir is, he's one of the toughest guys I've ever met. Uh, I would say, he, you know, running back is tough to come back even that quick. I mean, I think that's very hopeful on their part to say one to two weeks because he's got a cut and all that. And really, a, a sprain is all, what it is is a small tear. So he's got a small tear of a knee ligament. As a running back, that's not good, but it could have been worse. So I'm, I think it's fortunate that it was only that. Well, that's good. Uh, definitely have him and and our thoughts and prayers. And also, uh, I don't know if you, I'm sure you probably caught the Auburn game or the highlights of, of that horrific injury that Treadwell had received uh, going into the end zone with the broken leg. Uh, what was your What was your thoughts on that play? Well, I'll say this: it was it was a tough fought game on both sides. And I thought that uh, I, I believe that you know Auburn. I think it was about evenly played from what I saw. I will say this now, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I I haven't actually seen this called in college. But if I'm not mistaken, the NFL and college both have a horse collar rule. If I will say this, if the horse collar rule is applied in college on a regular basis, I don't see how it wasn't called there. However, it was clear he didn't get in the end zone. There's no doubt. But, uh, yeah, I think as far as a horse collar goes, that probably was the definition of the rule. Yes, indeed. Uh, oh, I felt bad. I didn't celebrate or was – I was happy about the win, but I wasn't feeling the game after that. After I seen that injury, man, I kind of felt kind of somber because that was very graphic, and I knew – that's it. I'm thinking that's probably the reason why he fumbled that ball. Uh, I'm thinking if 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 that wouldn't occur, I, I I think that he would probably have held on to that ball when he went into the end zone. Oh, I agree. I think that the pain that he probably felt was was more than likely excruciating. I've never I've never had an injury to to, to my lower legs like that even when I played. But I I, I had a I had one of my running backs one time when I was playing in high school. I saw him. Uh, pretty much bent over underneath him like that, and he broke his fibula and tibula, and it was um, it was pretty painful. Just uh, up close to personal, I imagine it was the same for that young man. Unfortunate yeah. situation. Well, let's rewind the clock back, beginning with Tuesday night when the first college football playoff poll came out. I know there was a lot of grumbling going around about the top four. Even for myself, being an Auburn fan, I did not expect Auburn to be in the top four and Ole Miss, you know, there, there are other teams that could have filled those two slots like Alabama, Notre Dame, or even Oregon. So what, what is your thoughts about the first initial um, poll that came out on Tuesday night? Well, you know, I, I, hate to, and I think I've been on record. I haven't been sold that Ole Miss was the top four team the whole year. I haven't been, and them or Mississippi State. Um, and, and I think they're kind of, you know, they've lost some, don't get me wrong, they've lost some tough games, but the top four team doesn't lose to LSU. A top a top four team doesn't give up 500 yards in back-to-back games, um, you know, and that's pretty much. They, I think they're a good team, though. I think Auburn is following a similar pattern to what they had, they did last year, which Auburn really didn't look like a top two or top four team last year until towards the end when the others when you had a lot of attrition when other people started losing and Auburn started playing better like when they beat Alabama and you had a lot of people you know that kind of deal I think Auburn and Notre Dame are both following similar paths to that this year as far as neither one of them I mean Auburn has a good win Saturday Auburn hadn't looked great especially like against South Carolina 
Uh, I mean, if you watch them against South Carolina, you wouldn't think they're a top four team, but they keep winning. And there's got to be something said for winning. Right. Yeah, they. Auburn has always had a history of playing like that. Call them the cardiac tigers, cause or the cardiac cats, because they they don't just wow you by blowing teams out. They they kind of just like hang around and then find they, their time and chance to to take the lead or even even blowing the game sometimes. So yeah, this is kind of kind of like the like you said a similar pattern of last year's season. So you go back, we're gonna pretty much be on the edge of our seats every game, which I, I like games like that. I don't. I get turned off from watching blowout games and stuff like that. It don't matter if it's my favorite team or somebody else that's playing. But yeah, those games have raised your blood pressure up. Um, I know they will. Uh, I know a game in particular last night probably had your pressure up a little bit. It was probably the North Dame Navy game. Sure. <laughs> it was North Dame. I'll tell you this: in my lifetime, a lot of people have missed when the Notre Dame schedule get brought up. A lot of people they don't they don't really watch Navy on a regular basis. They assume. That Navy is on the same level with, you know, some of the SEC schools play Coastal Carolina and UT Chattanooga, and people compare those, and there's really no comparison. Navy is, they're they're probably, they're one of the worst teams we play, but I'll tell you this: Navy is a team that they're not any fun to play. They're tough to prepare for. At the same right. time, that they're a bowl team every year. I mean, so by now, by no means am I. I'm not. I'm not saying that uh, the game should be close. Yes, I was a little bit uh, disappointed in how we played defensively, but they mm-hmm. aren't. They are a cream puff, you know. They are a school that they can give. They can, you know, they can be a handful. And I, I think I remember a couple of years ago they went to South Carolina. Um, at the time, I believe South Carolina was like seven and one or eight and one. This was two years ago, three years ago, and uh, they, South Carolina basically had to hold on. It was something like forty-two to thirty-five. And and I remember telling people at that time, you know, hey, I know you guys in the SEC like try to down Navy, but Navy's really not that bad. <laughs> I wish they were worse, but they're you know they're a handful. Yeah, I, you know they physically, very physically fit. In terms of them, also going to be you know defending our country after their football career is over, and then also trying to prepare for an offense that really is not that existence unless you Air Force, Army, Navy, Georgia Tech running that triple option. So I know that that probably played a lot to it also. But yeah, Notre Dame, I, I think they will find their way into the top four because I could see them being in Arizona State, and then also. I'm knocking off USC as well. So, like I said, we might have that dream matchup, man. You know, Auburn can win out. Maybe Auburn, Notre Dame, national championship. <laughs> and, and we will be going if that happens. We, we're going to make sure we do a live by Terry show right on location. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that would, that would be lovely to be on site for that in Dallas with Arlington, Texas. Uh, let's talk about Thursday night game where Florida State very barely – Got by Louisville, forty-two to thirty-one. Uh, what was your thoughts about the game? When I saw it was twenty-one-zero, I was I was hoping that the Cardinals could hold on to that lead. But uh, of course, Florida State, and along with Jameis Winston, they always find a way to get out of that. Well, you know, and here's the thing: part of me, as a Notre Dame fan, wanted Florida State to win because obviously, if they're winning, it helps us. Uh, but Louisville was also Louisville's also on our schedule too, um, right right after we play Arizona State. And I was a little worried about them, but the thing that got me, and this is something that I believe that a lot of people, a lot of people that have a problem with James Winston and what he's done off the field, they and, and they're just like Florida State. They don't want to give him any respect. Listen, I don't like Florida State. I, I, in 1993, they robbed their name of a national title, if you ask me. So I have no reason to like them. But there's a difference between not liking somebody and, and at the same time, showing them respect. I believe they deserve respect. These guys, it doesn't matter. They're on the road. They're down. Louisville's 
number one defense in the country at the time. He's 21 to nothing. Louisville, the place is going crazy. Packed national game Thursday night. What does James Winston do? He doesn't care. 534 yards, 400 yards passing. They, it, basically, the guy just knows how to come back. Look, at he did it against Notre Dame. He did it against Louisville. He did it against Auburn in the national title game. At some point, you just got to tip your hat and say, man, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> you know, this cat can play. <laughs> well, do you want to go ahead and go on record and say that he is the greatest college football quarterback of all time, or you want to hold off on that statement? I, I don't because I, I believe there's something to be said for, like, longevity in a way. I believe that you can't be the greatest at any, at any position having only played two years. So if he comes back for next year, yeah. But if he played two years of college as a quarterback, I could name you other guys that played three and four years that basically their career said that they did a little more than Jameis. But Jameis, he's on pace to have been that. Uh, Matt Lyon was on pace to be that when he came back for his third year. He ended up losing to Texas. Um, but there's, I think there's a lot. If you look at careers, there's some guys out there that have some pretty impressive runs. Tim Tebow was one that would come to mind. He had a pretty impressive run and pretty much three and a half years of starting because he played a good bit his freshman year. I, right, I would say Tebow is – Tebow might get my vote, if you ask me. Uh, Danny Werfel may be the best quarterback I've ever seen with my eyes. Now, Danny right. Werfel was that – you talk about pinpoint accurate. <laughs> Ed Joker, he was tough. But uh, Jameis is definitely in the discussion. There's no doubt about it. Now, uh, the reason why I said that because all the ESPN commentators pretty much crown him as the greatest of all time with that – performance and I, I with you on that too I, I don't even though he has a, a impressive streak hasn't has never lost a game or anything I can't just give him that title like you said Danny Warfare I mean I remember him wow the the mid-90s with Florida he, he was awesome uh, I, wouldn't even yeah, wanna, I even want to bring up Charlie Ward and Charlie um, Ward Tommy Frazier Tommy Frazier was unbelievable yes, yes. so in, like you said in Tim Tebow uh even though I love Cam Newton, we can't put him in that conversation because he was a lightning in the bottle for that one season, so we, we can't really. Yeah, see, I would love to have seen Cam for three years, but he just didn't right. get that opportunity, and I think that's one thing with Jameis. I mean, I, I think something's going to be said for being able to do it two and three, you know, three or four years that kind of deal. I think it's pretty pretty impressive. Oh, yes, no doubt. Uh, we're going to take this caller here. Uh, we're going to welcome C. the Phenom to the show. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. How you doing, homie? I'm doing great, doing great. You're on the air with T-Rex and Scott Smith of Streetlight Recruiting. Uh, so how you feel about the Auburn Tigers this year? Well, I mean, I don't get to watch many games because most people don't know, but I am actually on tour right now with Michael Knight. I'm only home for about seven days, so I've spent a lot of time in Nashville and on the road. But I do get to see a lot of these uh, college towns now. Like we was in uh, Aiken, South Carolina just a couple weeks ago, and I got to see the game props come back. Uh, a lot of people bought merchandise, which is pretty good. Helped out my paycheck. But from what I've kept up with with my Auburn Tigers is, for some reason, man, it doesn't matter how far you put them down, they always seem to come out with a W. So, I mean, I, I'm proud of my hometown. I, they seem to be holding pretty well. And, I mean, I, I can't be mad at them. Yes, we do have a loss. But at the same time, without the risk, you'll never know the reward. And without the rain, you'll never see a rainbow. So maybe that was just a wake-up call. Look, don't put your head on your shoulders. You can't be beat. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I'm hoping to see them in the national championship game again. And Scott is a Notre Dame fan, so we, we already went on record saying that if that if they happen to match up, we're going to be broadcasting live from Jerry's world 
down in Arlington, Texas for the for the national championship. So hopefully C the Phenol can can direct the tour that way beginning of January, uh the uh, second week of January for the national championship game. <laughs> we're we're actually coming through Texas during January, so that could be possible, man. That could be very well possible. But I will have to say I'll be bringing Michael Knight, Cool Whip, Jelly Roll and the whole M D R S T which is the Maverick Dirt Road Street team. So I hope you're ready for sixty Cowboys, Rednecks and Hillbillies to come and set a show up. <laughs> uh, no problem with that at all. Uh, they, they welcome to come as well. Um, I do want to play this track, man. You know, this track has been in, in rotation many times. The Arvin Tailgate song. Uh, what, what? Of course, Arvin Tigers inspired you to do it. But um, how much time and preparation did you put into doing this song? And how how popular is this song on the tour? Are you able to perform this song in some of the other parts of the country that that might not? relate to the Auburn Tigers or the Auburn family? Yeah, actually, um, I did it just a couple weeks ago. We did it, uh, I think we was in, we was right outside of Nashville. We had a show, and they actually uh, called me up. But uh, whenever I'm out on tour, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a DJ myself, but they have uh, specifically changed my name since I've signed a uh, contract now with Nashville Music Incorporated. I am now DJ Red Nickinized, so that's what I go by. But I still hold true to my CDP because that was the name that was given to me. Uh, actually, I got a lot of love for it, man. They they said that uh, not only did I have the balls to do it in another city, in another state where there was another college going on, but they also liked the fact that it was not fabricated. It's not down in any other team. It's strictly speaking on what Auburn University football is supposed to be. It's not here to downgrade nobody. I put about four years of effort into this song, getting it where I wanted it to be, between going through three different types of beats, through four different studios, trying to record it, get it properly. I finally landed home with um, the Mixology Recording Studio in Montgomery. Mm -hmm. He's the one who put them touches on it. And, of course, you got T. Ham on the beat. Then you got my boy CSK helping me out with ad-libs. I mean, it was all a family thing, and the best part about it is is knowing that no matter what I do within this world, whatever I do, I could be the biggest country music hip-hopper there is. There is no <laughs> going back from what I come from. Yes, I said hip-hop. <laughs> you heard it correctly. <laughs> That's where you take a little bit of country with a little bit of southern rock, you throw in some fat-ass 808s, almost like Jason Aldean and Ludacris had a little baby, you feel me? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Well, I can't, you, I can't vision that. But. <laughs> well, if if they could, you're looking and you're talking to him right now. <laughs> I got, That's I got this basically where the dirt road meets the blacktop. You feel me? Where the city meets the country. But I get a lot of love from that, no matter where I'm at. Plus, I, you know, I've got my drink one song that does really good. But they better beware because uh, <laughs> special leak from the man himself. The Duke Boys album is actually coming out. Yes, you heard me. The Duke Boys. That involves okay. Cool Whip, Michael Knight, Jelly Roll, and Red Nick and I. Okay. Well, we will definitely be looking out for that. Um, anybody you would like to acknowledge or, or, or shout out before we play your track? Yeah, man, I want to shout out my whole team, my triad family, T. Ham and CSK. I see they still doing the thing. In case y'all haven't noticed, y'all need to go check out the tailgate wide open shot by Thomas Tunn's visual. That is by far one of the dopest Auburn videos I've ever seen. 
And, I mean, I've got my own Auburn song, and they've got their Auburn song, but don't get me wrong, we don't step on each other's toes. It accents each other. You couldn't have no tailgate wide open without Auburn tailgate song. You couldn't have no Auburn tailgate song without tailgate wide open. Also, you got my boy, Mize, he makes beats for me. And also, in case nobody knows exactly what I am now, since I am with uh, Michael Knight Incorporated out of Nashville, Tennessee, if y'all have ever seen the movie Hustle and Flow, the little white boy they call Shelby, his uh, character is actually depicted off of DJ Dev, Devastation. That is our DJ. That's who now makes beats for me. So uh, (laughs) beware, because I'm coming with some country music that's going to rattle your trunk. And I know it might sound weird. I say I'm coming with country music, but, dude, in just two years, we sold over 600,000 albums. We're in the Guinness Book of World Records. We started off with one man, one van, one dream. That's now turned into 18 vans, 60 rednecks and cowboys, two tour buses, three TV camera crews, and also our own show on MTV called the Maverick of Music Road starting out at the beginning of the year. So if you want to keep up with me, just tune into MTV because my crazy ass will be on there doing some crazy shit. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we're going to take a quick hey, break. But I appreciate y'all holding me down while I'm not here. Y'all just keep your, keep keep your eyes open because I'm going to be doing major things. And you always know, Live by Terrence has always got to spark my heart and at my shows anytime. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, you always have a home here as well. We're going to take a quick break. we got to break off with... This song by C the Phenom featuring T Ham, the Arvin Tailgate song. T Ham on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh boy, C D P C the Phenom. Hey you. Tigers all around, listen to that crowd respond. 
on the field, you better bag back. You in the jungle, homie, do you understand that? Let me tell you, this is only one way to so, Live by Terrence Show. I am T Rex. Uh, that was C Defino. He's he, he, a, a good friend of the show and quite a character. Uh, definitely, we're going to have to check him out on MTV come next year for his new show. We're going to welcome Scott Smith back on the air. Uh, Scott, I want to talk to you about the big matchup that's coming up this weekend for your team as they take on Arizona State. Uh, has ESPN College Game Day confirmed their location for? Um, next Saturday's game, or do you know if they're going to be there? Heard, I haven't heard yet, but I'm I'm, I'm anticipating. You know, um, you can never predict what those guys are going to do, but I would guess uh, it'd be their first opportunity to be on the West Coast. In the, uh, in, I don't think they've been out there in a few weeks, and uh, at, at Arizona State's hosting, they generally don't, they have a beautiful campus. From what I understand, they don't usually have a great football team, but this year they're pretty good. They're number eleven in the country. Um, and I, I'm, I've been, as you probably remember, I've mentioned several times on the show being worried about them. They beat a very good Utah team uh, the other night. Uh, I believe Arizona State number 11 might be ranked too low. They, they possibly should be ranked higher than that. Uh, if they beat Notre Dame, I'm sure you'll start getting them jump into the top seven, eight, six discussion kind of deal. Um, but, you know, it's one thing. That one of my one of my former clients I helped in recruiting was a kid out of Valley, Alabama, former Valley Ram, Ezekiel Florence. They, they call him Hale. And Hale mm-hmm. plays linebacker for Arizona State. He's my homeboy, and I'm going to be pulling for Hale. But I'm going to have to let him know this coming week. I hope the Irish get on the head. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he won't have any uh, hard feelings for, for that, for you pulling for your team. But I know you're going to be pulling for him as an individual. Uh, are you kind of yes, nervous sir. about that team? Team? I mean, again, I can't I, even talk about Are you kind of nervous about that game? I am. I'm very nervous about it because they have a lot of talent. And, and I'm just going to be straight with you, Terrence. I think the SEC, I believe, is the best conference in the country. But I believe the Pac-12 is closer than people give them credit for. Uh, I actually heard a coach this week made the comment that when the SEC beats each other, they get credit. You get, they get credit for, oh, you know, everybody's great in the SEC. That's why they beat each other. Well, in the Pac-12, if two teams beat each other, it's, it's because of supposedly they're mediocre, which in reality – I think if you eyeball talent, which pretty much that's what that's what I do for a living is look at athletes and how good they are. I think the Pac-12, as far as having big, fast, strong athletes, are about as close to the SEC as anybody. I don't think anyone else is even in the ball, ball in the ballpark. I think the Pac-12 is a whole conference. They have athletes 
from the top to the bottom. So uh, you talk about the AGC, the Big 12, the Big 10. I don't think they're in the ballgame with the Pac-12 and the, and the SEC. Those two conferences, to me, uh, have tons of athletes. And Arizona State is a good example. They, I mean, you can watch those guys run around. They're, they are very good. So we'll, we will see. I'm worried about them. I mean, I, they could very well be better than us. Um, you know, we're young. Uh, I just hope if it's the same team, same Notre Dame teams that show, showed that showed up at Florida State, shows up in Sun Devil Stadium. I think Arizona State will be able to handle that. But if the team that showed up against Navy and North Carolina shows up, Arizona State will will win the game easily. So it's it's one of those things where uh, you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that about the Pac-12, the strength of, of, of that conference this year. And see, we had a surprise of the Mississippi schools. If we, if we would just had a traditional, you know, eight and four Ole Miss and eight and four Mississippi State, I would probably even consider uh, the Pac-12 be one A under the SEC because they are loaded. Man, you got the, the UCLA, Arizona, uh, Arizona State. You also you always gonna have USC lurking around, Stanford. And of course, well, if you, if you, USC is a good example. If you watch USC, do you do USC are they a top ten team? No, but they would they're somewhere in I believe they're eighth or ninth in the in the, in the Pac-12 standing as a whole. Think about that's a pretty good eight or nine team for to be the eighth or ninth best team in the conference. That's pretty good. <laughs> right now, I I, I can kind of see Stanford as a uh, SEC school. They they are built very physical. And they run the ball like a, a traditional SEC school would, yeah. like an Alabama. So I could definitely can see. And hey, Utah, Utah is a little more physical than most of the West Coast teams usually are. Utah's big, and mm-hmm. and they're they they got a lot of a lot of them big Samoans. They're they're very physical, and I think Alabama found that out in the Sugar Bowl a few years ago. Utah's kind of they're pretty tough. Now a couple of teams that that we really are not talking about. Because you know they had this early season loss to Virginia Tech is is Ohio State. How do you feel about their chances? Because they they are whooping up on people in the Big Ten. Even though the Big Ten is very very low this year, and they have been for quite some time. Well, what's your take on Ohio State making making this run toward uh, getting into the playoffs? I think people are overrating what they're doing right now. And I'll tell you, whether it's right or wrong, my philosophy, and I believe this is where the committee is messing up in their rankings. To me. The way you should rank these numbers, these one-loss teams, is not by who you're beating because everybody doesn't have the opportunity to play the same schedule. So everybody doesn't have the same chance to get certain wins that other teams get. Like Auburn plays one at Ole Miss, okay? Everybody doesn't get that chance to win at Ole Miss, so we don't know what they would do. To me, the way you rank the one-loss teams is by how bad their losses are. In other words, you know, if you lost to Prince, Notre Dame lost to Florida State, I believe that's a good loss. Um, I believe that if you were doing using this philosophy, first of all, Ohio State would not be – that's a very bad loss against Virginia Tech. Every Virginia Tech loss, you turn around and you say, oh, well, that hurts Ohio State. To me, a bad loss, any home loss, and any double-digit loss, it, period. Well, they had a home double-digit loss, so that ought to tell you what I think about Ohio State. Um, that's a bad – that's a very bad loss. I think if you were using this rule as an example, and I thought Georgia was – highly overrated before this weekend. All right, if you were using the rule that I'm talking about, Georgia had a horrible loss to South Carolina. It was very mediocre. So to me, what happened this weekend to Florida, if you were, if the committee had been looking at that and ranking them by based off how bad their loss was, it wouldn't have been that big a surprise. But people were yakking about Georgia. Well, if you South Carolina, you ain't that good. Right, yeah. I was very impressed with how Florida played yesterday against Georgia. I mean, they ran the ball for 
four, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 414 yards. Uh, that's the most by SEC schools for, since um, it's been many years. I, I forgot the year it was now. But um, what was your your take on that, how they just came out and just forced that ball against Georgia? And Georgia was known for having a pretty solid defense this year and was picked heavily to beat Florida. But Florida came out there, they showed up, and they showed out. What was your take on that? Well, uh, I'll give credit. I, I have thought Florida was a little better than people. Yeah. I mean, they're not a good team, but they're, they're not a horrible team either. I mean, Florida's about a, they're about a six six team with a good team, mm-hmm. so that, they're not they can they can get you. You know, they they're a pretty solid team. I've not been sold on Georgia this whole time. I mean, they've been ranked near where Notre Dame was the whole time, and I personally think Notre Dame would 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 bludgeon them is what I think. Uh, but you know, I think Georgia Georgia to me show what they always show. If you historically look at Georgia has had one of the most talented teams for athlete for athlete in the country. But what usually gets them? You look, it's usually somebody hitting them in the mouth, whether it be Alabama in the title game that year when they averaged eight yards carry, whether it be Boise State punching them in the throat in, uh, in the opener a couple years ago. Georgia usually is not a point of attack physical. They don't like getting hit in the teeth. I mean, that's just point blank the way I've always seen it. And it, it, I think that the, the track record over history shows that. The very few times – if they've been able to handle that for the entire season, they usually have a loss where somebody runs the ball down their throat. And I think this was it. But this year's version, that was it. Hopefully for them, Auburn Auburn uh, is probably licking their shots, but hopefully for them they can tighten their, their run defense up before they see Auburn. But I bet Auburn is probably thinking, good Lord, we might rush for 600 yards if Florida got 400. Now I want to talk about um, the ACC. We have a very surprising team, which they, they had a pretty good year last year, Duke at 7-1. and one. What are their chances of uh, make? of course, they, they should win their division, but what are their chances of maybe pulling up the ultimate upset and beating Florida State in the ACC championship game? Truthfully, hmm. I would I'd give them a slim to none and slim just left the building. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, David Cutcliffe has done a terrific job there. I've actually had a couple of my guys being recruited and get offered by them. That school has done a very good job of, of trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, adding facilities and, and lowering their academic standards. Some of the football players that I've had that they've offered weren't brain surgeons, like a lot of people think you have to be to go to do. <laughs> so I think that they've, they've improved on your own, but they're not ready for that level. I, I, I just, uh, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, they've definitely improved athletically, though. They've got a heck of a quarterback, uh, they've got a good offensive system, but the Florida State, probably you know, too much offense to handle. Now, uh, I know you were saying they have a, a great quarterback at Duke. Does this record reflect more on the coach and the way D- David Cut- Cutcliffe is doing, or is more of the players, quality of the players they are getting to come to Duke now? Well, I do think that they've gotten better players under Cutcliffe, and part of that, and I think part of the reason they were able to land Cutcliffe, was the agreement from the admissions that, hey, we, we can sign guys that don't have, you know, traditionally, I know when I first started just seven years ago, Duke. They, they, they were talking like you had to have 23, 24 ACT to get in there. Well, so as of 2010, they, they offered one of my guys, they had a 3-2 GPA and a 17 ACT. So a 17 ACT, that's a common, that's around, that's an average, you know, score. That, 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 they're giving actual athletes a chance to get in there and then hopefully turn into good students while they're at Duke. Rather, you know, that previous academic standards they had, you couldn't compete at the level they were trying to compete at. <laughs> Do you know, they were trying to tell you know, doctors and lawyers can't tackle. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. But Cutcliffe, I, th- I think I think a lot of that had to do with Cutcliffe because he he went in there and rather than you know I think he went in there and pretty much said, listen, this is the only way we're going to be able to compete. You've got to give me some leeway. Now I don't think he wasn't asking to bring in criminals, but he was asking, look, I I, I need an even you know uh, even platform with these other teams to be able to recruit with. So I think that their standards did lower a little bit academically, but they have had no off the field issues. As far as as far as I know, their graduation rate is still excellent, and their programs came around. So I think it's been a win win for everybody. Yes, it is, and I, I like I always have told you before that I like the underdog store, and I definitely like what Duke is doing on these last couple of seasons has been short, but short of amazing from the traditional Duke teams of two and you know, years ago. So I definitely am proud of that program, how they have turned that around, and hopefully they can uh, keep it up. Uh, I know they're not anything like the um, the basketball team, but uh, at least they have another product that they can put on the field on a, on a major college sports level that uh, people can enjoy in their area. Uh, let's move on to the, the – do you want to go ahead and crown the Patriots as the best team in the NFL? Because they right now are up 30 to 14 over the Broncos, and, and Tom Brady is, is – Again, just putting on the show. Uh, well, what's your thoughts about the NFL? And, and, and will you crown them as the favorite? And if not, who would you put as the best team in the NFL right now? Uh, I would definitely crown them as a favorite. And to me, to, to me, I'm I'm, one of the, I, I'm the type that where I always try to I give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, as long as Bill Belichick is the head coach and Tom Brady is the quarterback, they are. They have to be one of the three favorites for the Super Bowl every year. I don't care what they're. I don't care what's going on. They were struggling earlier this year, and I remember hearing actually. I heard a guy. Uh, I play fantasy football. This guy says, "One of your fantasy experts." He said, "You can bench Tom Brady in all leagues." Well, I remember thinking, "This guy, you know, he must have forgot who Tom Brady is." Well, Tom reminded him, I believe. You know, in the past few weeks, in the past few weeks, Tom reminded him he's Tom Brady. That, that guy has been historically consistent, and I mean. You can't well, – as long as he's the quarterback, I, if Gronk goes out, they're still a favorite. If, if, basically, it doesn't matter who you put. You can put me and you at wide receiver. Tom Brady's still at over 4,000 yards. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's, he's, he's just good. He's, he's the second-best quarterback I've ever seen behind behind Montana to me. And, that, you know, that's just in my lifetime. Uh, but, but Brady's – he's uh, he's awesome. And Manny's great. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, Brady is usually his best when the game is on the line. Like, the, in the fourth quarter – uh, so in the playoffs, it's going to come down to that. That's why I'd rather have Tom Brady then than anybody. Uh, they they definitely balling and, and having a, a year. People was writing them off when they lost to Kansas City. And, uh, of course, then Tom Brady was threw over a little over 100, over 100 yards that game. That was very low for him. But they have definitely turned it around, and they definitely whooping butt tonight uh, against the Broncos. Now, uh, we 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 both can agree to crown him as the best team in the NFL. But a surprising team in the NFC that I feel is probably the best team right now is Arizona. Uh, Absolutely. Um, how do you how you feel about them with the type of uh, team that they have? Their defense is very stout with uh, Patrick Peterson leading them in the secondary, and then of course on the offensive end of the ball you have future Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald, and then also Carson Palmer. He's having a and, and, pretty, my, and my boy, my, my my fellow fellow Notre Dame, my fellow Notre Damer Michael Floyd, who's a beast okay. out there, wide receiver. Uh, but okay. I, I'll tell you why I like them, and I like I've liked them for the past three years for one reason. 
I got a chance to work uh, 40 years ago, 2010, summer of 2010. I got a chance to work uh, a football camp with Bruce Arians. He 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 uh, coached quarterback at this football camp I worked at in Birmingham. And uh, this is when he was still the uh, I believe he was the Steelers' offensive coordinator at the time. He's mm-hmm. one of the smartest football minds I've ever had a chance to be around. Him, him and Nick Saban, as far as that, they're the type that they're so smart they make you feel stupid. <laughs> I mean. It, so as soon as they hired him as the head coach, to be honest with you, I was hoping I was hoping Chicago Bears would hire Arians because I knew from being around him, he's the type. Of, the head coaches that succeed are the ones that are in, in almost you know in just basically uh, they are so stressful about every detail and they're big picture guys. I felt like that's the kind of guy he was. Is he was a he would be a detail oriented head coach that would you almost want somebody that's a dictator, a micromanager that knows how to you know knows how to do every facet of, of the entire organization, and that's the guy Bruce Arians is. So I think it's a – I don't normally like teams that have – I wouldn't like Carson Palmer against Tom Brady. I'll just say that. But Bruce Arians is great, and he's great enough to make Carson Palmer somehow quit turning the ball over. I wish we could have got him in Chicago. He could have done that with Jay Cutler. Yes, exactly. Uh, if anybody can, can uh, get Carson Palmer, at least look like a decent quarterback – Ah, oh, that that would be a great hire for the Bears any day. <laughs> yes, sir. That's why I mean, he was an awesome, awesome coach, a great guy to be around. But I mean, like I said, I think he was he was a little bit underrated uh, when he got hired as head coach. I don't think people really understood how good of a football coach he was. But I mean, be, being around him for one weekend uh, that opened my eyes to how good he was. Oh yes, and he he definitely had a, a blessed opportunity when he filled in for. Um, as the interim coach for the Colts, uh, people actually got to see what what he can do. So I, uh, that you know, but when your time comes, when your number is called, it, you know you got to put up. And then if you, you put up, then you know, of course you're gonna benefit from that. So he was definitely ready for that call, and then he's doing great things there in Arizona. And right now, yeah, Super Bowl, and then they could also be the first NFL team to play. At the whole site, which is going to be there at their stadium this year, so hopefully, wow, yeah, those those things will work out there. Uh, the Bears, well, we we really don't have anything to say about them. They on a bye week this week, but uh, how do you look seeing them going into the second half of the season? Uh, about the same results, or, or maybe maybe a little turnaround where we can sneak in into the playoffs? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. I believe that. I'm kind of of the opinion that if you can't win at all, you're better off playing for the future. In other words, if we go, there's, to me, there's no benefit to going nine and seven and getting destroyed in the first round of playoffs. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think I personally think the wheels start to come off, and now I think we have talent there, so I wouldn't blow it up. But in a in a way, you know, hey, I'm kind of hoping that you know, I, I wouldn't mind Cutler going down and see what we got out of Clawson. Us, we, I wouldn't mind losing a few games, getting a higher draft pick, and improve, improving that defense. Our defense didn't stop a nosebleed. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, as far as winning it all, that's, that's, I, you know, I know we have no, we have no hope for that. I mean, you, you got a good example of that last week. We played the Patriots. I mean, we could play the Patriots. Uh, we could play the Patriots a hundred times in my front yard, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> They're a lot better than us. <laughs> well, yes, indeed. Uh, let's move on to the recruiting aspect of. Uh, what you are about on streetlight recruiting, uh, uh, how's everything been going from you, for you last week? Oh, it was great. I actually got a got a got an exciting phone call the other night. A guy I got to watch play in the NFL 
previously. You may be familiar with the name. Keenan McCardell, played wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's uh, oh, now yeah. wide receiver coach, now wide receiver coach for the Maryland Terrapins. And I uh, got, got to speak with him a little bit. He's uh, interested in one of my – one of my players that uh, I think Maryland may be offering. And, you know, Maryland's one of those programs that uh, you look at it, similar to how Oregon had Nike, and, and Nike supported Oregon and, and kind of helped Oregon blow up. I think Under Armour, you know, that, that Maryland is their home. That's where they're, you know, their owner's from. I think there's a lot of upside to the Maryland program as far as all the stuff that Under Armour is going to pump into there. And uh, I believe that, that, you know, Maryland is a, is a program. In 10 or 20 years, you, you could look back and see them as the next Oregon. The, the program that comes from nowhere that starts being a regular in the top ten. Uh, it could happen. But, yeah, he was a very, very, very nice guy. He'd been a wide receiver coach for Washington Redskins after he retired, and, and now he's wide, first-year wide receiver coach for Maryland. And uh, that that went that conversation went real well. And, and I've had had several guys get offers this weekend. One of my guys did an official, he went on an official visit to Army, and uh, the recruiting really starting to pick up. I've had a lot having a lot of coaches – start to call about uh, certain guys. And then you get a lot of a lot of coaches' staffs starting to – I had Troy call at one point, and Troy don't even know if they're going to be there because their coach was signed and they're not sure what the administration is going to do. So it's it's an interesting time for recruiting right now. You've got a lot of stuff uh, that's fluctuating and, and changing on a day-to-day basis. So it's uh, it, it's mm-hmm. a chance to get interested from this point forward. Okay. Uh, are there any uh, shout-outs you would like to give tonight? Uh, I would just like to say, you know, if you anybody out there, if you get a chance, visit uh, visit my, my website, www.streetlightrecruiting.com. Um, I've got one personal shout-out as far as uh, i got a guy, a kid for a class 2017 quarterback from ARAB, Alabama, named Dalton Hyatt. Uh, Dalton is leading his team to the playoffs this week, and he is a 10th grader. A 10th grader, I just had a chance to meet him in person this weekend. He's a legitimate six foot four, and he's thrown for 2,500 yards as a 10th grader. Uh, it's, a, it's a guy to keep your eye out, eye out for, and I said I wanted to just give him a shout-out because uh, I, I was able to meet him this weekend. He was an excellent young man, and uh, looking forward to working with him for the rest of his high school career. I want to say thank you, Scott, for calling to the show once again. Uh, you can always reach out to Scott Smith for all things high school recruiting, college football. He is your Jerry Maguire of recruiting, and you definitely uh, can reach out to him. Uh, he's on every Sunday, the beginning of the show, uh, college football, NFL, and, of course, high school football. Scott, I wanted to say thank you again. Oh, thank you, Terrence, for having me, and you guys have a good night. I appreciate it. At the top of the hour, we're going to be having uh, noisy neighbors, and also at the bottom of the, of the hour, 730, we're going to have no other than DJ Double O Key. He's going to be calling in as well. So I'm looking forward to the interviews that are coming up. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Talk to me, 
this place I want to leave. I, I, I want to be free. So many people hating me for who I am. And if I die today, I doubt any of y'all would give a damn. And lend a hand if I fall. Y'all treat me like a dog. Always ate my lunch alone. Now I'm yelling, fuck you all. In the midst of all my pain, I can still say that I'm sane. Fuck all my fake friends, them bitches still in the same place. Yeah, same face, familiar place. But if I decide to stay, it would be a damn waste. I've been gifted my chance, my gifts brought me to the dance. Them haters doubt my swag, they can come and kiss my ass. So let them hate how you talk, and let them hate how you walk. I don't give a damn what you are, just love who you are. Trying to succeed and to be your little bitch It's in my blood Turn them speakers up And if you're feeling this Then put your hands up If you got a lot of baggage If you've been called a faggot If you've been called a fatty If you've been stabbed in the back when You were down and out And on your last dime Working from check to check Guess these are hard times you got a lying heart, even though you lie in the dark, even though your car is parked, you still gotta up and get that swap in your heart, the walls, yeah, break them down. I know what it's like to scream and no one even hears the sound, and that's all to the good. Who gives a fuck if you're from the hood? If you got a craft and do it good, you just might make enough about the hood. You got a real shot with no chase. Go ahead and play the game. Go get your poker face. Go ahead and chase a dream and give it all you got. Baby, believe in you, whether they do or not. breaking point. You want to leave and I can't stop you if that's what you want to do. But I really don't want you to go. 
Maybe you'll understand it better if I say it this way. Baby, please forgive me for the things I've done. Cause I didn't treat you like you were the only one. And I don't want to lose everything that's mine. I just hope and pray that I'm not out of Welcome back to the Live by Terrence show. That was Rashad there with If You Leave. That, that dude definitely can sing. He's been on the show before. He is also with the super group Abbey Road Band. And they will be coming out soon with um, Mr. Dalvin. Uh, yeah, they, they definitely uh, some good good singers there. And also Shazam uh, and Ricky Bell. Uh, you know those guys. Uh, they are from you know New Edition, Jodeci, and H Town. So be on the lookout for them. 
Um, it is 7 o'clock, and, you know, I'm going to keep my promise to you all. I'm going to welcome someone uh, that he is a uh, producer, entrepreneur, DJ. He's also part of the Noisy Neighbors label. We're going to welcome BC to the show. How you doing tonight, sir? Um, How you doing, Terrence? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm glad to have you on the show, man. Um, it's definitely a blessing and an honor to have you on tonight. Um, so what's been going on with you, man? Uh, it was good to see you last night, by the way, at, at JT Spot. Uh, what what's some of the projects are you working on right now? Um, we actually just left um, Count of Food. He had a, a video shoot today. We just left. And um, we in the, sitting in the studio right now. Okay. We always did. Who who do you have in the studio with you right now? Um, I got right well right here beside me, looking at the phone, doing something, making crazy faces. Paper B <laughs> over here. Lord Trey behind me, warming up some pizza or something. You know how we do it, man. We all we always I'm always with my neighbors. Yeah, no doubt. Now I want to talk about how how you were able to pull off getting everybody to come together in this. There we. Um, different, you know, labels, and I just want to know how how were y'all able to come to terms to to get everybody under one roof? Well, the New York Enable started off as just a production group with me and um one of my co-producers named Uni from Atlanta, and me and Cam was sitting in the studio one day, and he was like, "Man, we should turn Noise and Neighbors into a, a a group or a movement or you know a label or something where we all come together." So, you know, he was just like, you know, he liked the name and everything. He was like, um, the noise and neighbor could be more, you know, it could be a lot to it. So, um, that day, I think we had flight crew in the studio. Um, Fly Music was in the studio. Uh, YRK. So, we just all talked about it. And Cam, he was splurred game. So, we just all, everybody just linked up and just started making noise, making posts, hashtagging uh, noise and neighbors. And uh, you know, we just we just trying to keep it going, see how far they can take us. Exactly, and uh, I'm definitely a fan of y'all movement. And I hope that you all stay motivated with it. Uh, we definitely need people like you in this area to uh, show that that unity and coming together does work, <clears throat> especially when when you all have a a common goal uh, that y'all want to achieve. Um, right, and so. How is that? How is that managing different personalities? Because I know everybody has their own own swag, own flavor, or whatever. How how they want to go about doing their music. So how how are you able to uh, to manage the, those different different aspects and different personalities? Um, we all neighbors. Like we all from the same same area. So we mm-hmm. all pretty much got the same taste in music. You know, everybody everybody in music a little different, but. For the most part, we all got we all got the most taste, and most of the people that who's in the northern neighborhood, we've been rapping together since forever. You know, at one point in time, we all had to make songs together or whatever. So we all listen to the same type of music, and you know, it ain't it ain't that hard to mix and match styles together. We always together and everything, so we know if if, if raps in the studio and uh, Paper B want to jump on the song, you know, they've been rapping forever, so it ain't nothing to just cook up a little something real quick. Or whoever, whoever in the studio. Everybody everybody worked together pretty good. 
Now, I know you all are, are you know, working together. Are, are there anybody like on the outside as far as uh, uh, they can be independent-wise or mainstream that you will want to work with and, and, and kind of help you all get to where y'all need to be? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Zaytoven, Metro mm-hmm. Boomin, Future, uh, Jay Z, Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I like all type of music. So anybody, anybody who we run into in the near future. Okay, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I'm gonna play a track from Rapswell. It's uh, it's called Eighty Eight. Um, this is also part of the Noisy Neighbors uh, catalog here. Uh, is, is there any comments you like to give on give on this song? Eighty Eight. Mhm. Yeah, I love Eighty Eight. I was mad because I didn't make that beat. I told him, man, I like that beat so much. I wish I could have made something like that. But uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs from uh. The last, uh, last weekend, I think it's on the last weekend. But yeah, I I do like that song though. It's, it's more laid back than the uh, flexing song. Or, you know, that's that's really raps well in its element on eighty eight. Like when you hear that song, that's that's raps. You feel me? So, oh yeah. yes. So, uh, he he being himself on that song, so that's why I like that song a lot. All right. Well, we're gonna check this out, and we'll be right back with more beats. Don't get frantic if I say stop. Uh-huh. Don't be 
can start from the top, start from the top. We can start from the top, start from the top. Hey, hey. I was born in 95, but we can take it back to 
Mm-hmm. And when I start making it, you know, the sound the sound's gonna progress and change. So I want to get to where I'm comfortable with every sound, every song sounding like it, you know, this song feeding off of that song, that song feeding off of that song. I don't want the newer song to sound great and the old song sound like, oh, uh, you know, it sound like they just getting started or whatever. So I want it to sound like, you know, like, like, uh, I want everything to be together <clears throat> before I nice. just put it out. Now, as far as you making beats, what, what? What kind of steps do you go through in, in making a beat? Is it something that usually just comes to your mind or is it something that you might have heard from like an older track or something that you sample? Or, or what, what, just walk us through your mind when you put a beat together. Um, it You know, it all depends, though. Like now, I would rather make beats in front of my artists like so we can cook up a song from scratch so mm-hmm. I can have an um a artist perspective and a producer um, perspective at the same time on the song. So, you know, sometimes uh somebody might come in with a hook already, be like, you know, I got a hook but I just ain't got no beat. And I'll be like, Okay, okay, let me hit a hook. So we'll cook something up, you know, kinda of style they want. You know, but sometimes I might hear uh I might hear a future song or or a Kanye song and I'd be like, I wanna make some this tempo or this style you know, and I just start playing on the keyboard and hearing different sounds I like to hear. Or, you know, I, sometimes I do it that way. Or sometimes I just go in the studio randomly, you know, and just playing with new sounds I never used before because I got so many so many different uh, plug-ins and sounds I use now. So I just go trying stuff, you know, just being creative. So, you know, it all, it all depends. It just all depends. Now, now, how long does it actually take you to, uh, to put to, together a complete beat for a song? Um, anywhere from 20 minutes to uh, three months. You know what I'm saying? Some, okay. beats, some beats I might start on, and I might get done with it in 20 minutes, you know. But some other beats uh, I get scared of, and I start on it, man. And I won't even come back to it till like a three months, a year later, you know, and then somebody will use it. So, we, you know, that, that just depends. Too. It, all, it all varies. But for the most part, if I start on a beat, man, I'll I probably be done in uh, anywhere from 20 to uh an hour and 30 minutes. Okay, okay. Uh, are there any shout-outs you'd like to give tonight? Uh, yeah, shout-out to all the neighbors, man. Shout-out to uh, Fly Music, uh, Wire Case, Blurred Game, uh, Guap Team, uh, White Flag. Uh, I don't want to miss nobody. JBG, LOE. Uh, well, they over there telling me names. I don't want to miss. Uh, <laughs> Flight Crew. Uh, cut the check, man. Shout out to MOH, they my neighbors. Shout out to True Talk, they my neighbors. Um, Lock Boys, actually, Lock Boys just shot um, uh, Stunner from Lock Boys. He just shot the video for Count the Food, um, song called Fit In. It's a new single. Um, it's gonna be out, produced by me and Uni. So yeah, y'all be y'all be looking for that one. It's gonna be a good video. But yeah, all my neighbors, man. Shout out my whole city, whole Chambers County. Now, where can we find you online? Um, Twitter at Vdoja, and Instagram at Vdoja, Facebook Vdoja. Um, I ain't got a YouTube. SoundCloud Vdoja. Uh, yeah, V E E D O Z I E R. No spaces. Okay. Well, that's what's up. Well, Visa, I want to say thank you for taking your time to be on the show tonight. Uh, we we'll definitely will keep in contact with you, and you know, anytime y'all have any 
studio sessions that we can come sit in on or video shoots, we'll be glad okay. to. And, and as far as uh, your beat making, anything you want to send to our show, we'll be glad to put it on the air uh, for our listening audience. Okay, all right, all right. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be there. All right. Thank you so much, Visa. You have a good night. Ah, right, you too, Terrence. That was VC of Noisy Neighbors. The movement is real, y'all. Y'all really got to check these guys out. Uh, they are very impressive. Uh, they came together, many, many, many different labels that was going around in the Chambers County, Alabama area, which is 45 minutes south of Atlanta, Georgia. And they finally decided to, to put you know, differences to a side because, you know, when you come come up with a label like that where you can get everybody to buy into it, you know, that probably had to be some differences beforehand. But thank God that uh, these guys are so creative and they have a, a great sound and very much looking forward to seeing where they take this because uh, it, it sounds good and, and, and I hope the mainstream will catch on to it and, and, and give these guys a chance to be heard. Uh, I'm definitely a fan of them and also our staff. Uh, definitely a fan of the Noisy Neighbors movement. At the bottom of the hour, we have DJ Double Key. He will be checking in with us. And it's been a great show. Uh, we started off with Scott Smith. He called in. We talked about college football, of course. Talked about the Auburn victory, but I was kind of uh, uneasy about it because of the fact that Treadwell, he broke his leg. Going into the end zone, fumbling, which he fumbled the ball, and that's probably the reason why he fumbled and, and, and Auburn ended up recovering the ball and, and um pretty much control the game from there. Uh, thoughts and prayers are definitely with him. Um, saw it as it happened live, and I just knew something wasn't right. Uh, anytime your leg is bit, bent backwards like that, uh, in real time, you, you can catch it. Just imagine how it is when you're watching the slow motion replays. Uh, so a shout-out to Auburn for that victory next week. Uh, they will be playing Texas A&M. That's Military Appreciation Day, November the um, 8th. Uh, my, about to get my dates wrong. I'm about to say the 18th. <laughs> I think it's so far ahead. My baby's birthday is coming up this month. And so I'm looking forward to the 20th of, of November. It'll be a special day. We will be on location in Atlanta on the 21st for Lecrae. He's going to be at the Tabernacle at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So we're definitely going to be there. We're going to be in the city of Atlanta. Turning up and, you know, just hanging out up there in Atlanta and then come back this way for the Auburn and Sanford game, hopefully. If not, we'll still be in the A. Uh, just having a good time being up there, uh, networking. and Well, we probably won't do much networking. It's a celebration of my baby's birthday weekend, so whatever she wants to do. But if, we, if she wants want to network on her birthday weekend, we'll do that too. But uh, that's not the original plan. We're just going to have a good time and go see Lecrae. Uh, he's one of the top artists in the game right now. And he's actually a Christian hip-hop artist. And rarely would you, would you hear that a Christian hip-hop artist is probably the best rapper in the game. Uh, but that, that is true. His album was number one on the Billboard charts. Uh, anomaly that came out about a month ago. He's been all over um, national TV networks on Jimmy Fallon and you know, on uh, the night show circuit. So you definitely got to check him out. Go to YouTube or Twitter, wherever you can find his music anywhere. Uh, he definitely has a positive message, of course. He serves the Lord and he serves the Lord well. Um, I serve the Lord as well, too. 
And thank God for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, without him, um, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, definitely give thanks to him. But we got more music we want to play. I definitely want to give a shout-out to Young Johnny. I'm going to play this track for him because it is football season. We are in the SEC country. And plus, my baby is a Alabama fan. So <laughs> we're going to play Young Johnny, I'm So Alabama. We'll be right back.
to maintain But you are real play game You gotta get out there and get them For the change The watches and rings I think I need everything
got me on It's down there when she grind, she can feel my affection. No flaws, she'll see perfection. Red bone, yellow bone, complexion. Refixing like a sports section. She the baddest spot election. I want to couple like a house of correction. When I see her, I just change direction. So fat, me, wide screen projection. Put it in your belly. C-section, my blood sleep. Heart resurrection. Middle shape brain, bar to the yard. Stay sloppy like a Saint Bernard. I got a birthday call for the birthday girl. Drop that and make a swirl. So good, make your toes curl. You should be on magazines like a couple. Only thing I wanna do is rock the world. Like me, don't fall for games. Girl, you lost your mind if you fall for lame. Lit, nigga. 
I'm the shit, nigga. Take a bitch, nigga. You better duck, fool. Boy, you get hit, nigga. Catching play. Catching play. Oh. I woke up feeling like I was on the moon. I woke up feeling like I need a honey gold. Look at the flick of that wrist. 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 I got a bad bitch. Seem like she ready. Hit her with that fork. Now she screaming and she yelling. Walking wet wheelies in a fresh pair of Watch a nigga drill, chopper, make a nigga flip, flip. bitches on a nigga, boy, you swear I was a pimp. Red on the bottom of my kitty, I'm flicking my wrist. I'm flipping my bitch like a brick, nigga. Drill, drill. I'm catching plays, chilling with my youngest. I'm on 10, with about 10, full of flies in my stomach. I like Dita, rock a roll it, call my jewelry, cost a hundred. Call a nigga, brain, so now he a dummy. Catching play, catching play. Oh. I woke up feeling like I was on the moon. I woke up feeling like I need a honey go. Look at the flick of that wrist. 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 From Chi-Town to the Ville, Nap-Town to the Natty, Hype is where it's at for music and news. From hip-hop to Hollywood, attention listeners, listeners. log on to thehypemagazine.com for the hottest hip-hop and urban magazine you've ever seen. Get the 411 on the world of entertainment, new releases, and and more. more. Just log on to thehypemagazine.com. In stores now at 7-Eleven, Kmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Marsh, Kick & Save, as well as all mobile devices. Hype, how you perceive everything. Welcome back to the Live by Terrence Show. I am T-Rex. Our next guest doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to try to get him the best one that can be given. Uh, he was the recipient of the MP3 Wax Lifetime Achievement Award at the Producers and DJs Luncheon that took place in Atlanta during the BET Weekend for the Hip Hop Awards. You can also find him on Fox 105 out of Columbus, Georgia. He's part of the Street Watch Radio. I want to welcome no other than DJ Double O Key. How you doing today? Sir. Oh man, man. Thank you man, for the great introduction, man. You made me sound like somebody important, man. <laughs> <laughs> well you are, man, but I, I pre- appreciate the the humility that you uh, you're showing off. Uh, it's definitely a blessing and an honor to have you on the show tonight. Hey man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me, man. First of all, I'd like to apologize. We supposed to have done this last week, but you know, unfortunately we had some technical issues going down. But you know, man, you know, when you called me, man, you know I had to call on in and do what I could do, brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no 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 doubt. It was it was no no problem at all. I, I totally understand that. Uh it happened to the best of us and the worst of us. <laughs> all the time, all the time, man. 
Now, now, uh, tell us about what, what you have going on on these days, and also uh, I want to give you another congratulations on on that award as well. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I want to salute to uh, MP3 Wax, man. Uh, want to thank them just for the recognition, man. First of all, and uh, I want to thank Chris over there, uh, Teddy T, all over at MP3 Wax, man. You know, it's just you know at these days and times, you know, everybody is not recognized that I think who needs to be recognized. You know, everybody has their opinion of who uh they think deserve what, but you know what I'm saying? It all it, it, it never it never changed. It always been the same, man. It started with the DJ. You know. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. that got to DJs and came to be stars instead of DJs. So, you know, it's 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 just a lot of stuff been going on, man, you know, and I thank MP three Wax for taking it back to the originality of recognize the DJs first, man, you know. Oh yes, no doubt. Now, looking at your career, uh, what, what inspired you to become a DJ, and 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 how has that uh, stayed with you as you know serve as motivation to you know show others and encourage others through the craft that you have? Well, uh, this is a crazy story, man, but it's so true, man. How I got started, you know, back in my days, I used to dance, you know, in Columbus, we had a thing called four step. You know what I'm saying? So you know. Uh, I used to make our show tapes and everything like that. And uh, my partner, he had a setup. He had a pair of techniques and a mix, a realistic mix, uh, mixer, rather. Uh, some of y'all young cats, y'all don't know about that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he, uh, man, got in trouble, bro. And uh, his dad was like, hey, as punishment, his dad was like, hey, man, you can take his equipment. And, man, oh. I had his equipment for an entire year, man, for 365 days, bro. I practiced for four hours every day, man. Soon I got home from school, bro, and it just it just took off from there, man. Kind of self taught, but at the same time, watching the greats, man. You know, and just learning. So, and until this day, eighteen years later, man, I can't complain, bro. I can't complain at all. Now, looking back at those eighteen years of, of DJing, uh, what were some of the, um, of course, with the winning a uh, lifetime achievement award for MP3 Watts? What are some of the other accomplishments? Or, or um, things that happen in your life that you can uh, shine a light on today. Oh man, it just man, it. I I want to say I didn't have so many opportunities, man. I didn't I didn't uh, been on tour, man. It helps with Raheem, the Dream, man, Kilo. Um, I I didn't DJ for Lil John, of course, with Bo Hagen, man. It's it's a lot of things, man. I can't name them all, man, because. I, I, I like telling everybody this. I, I just like doing something different every day, man. I appreciate everything that come my way. I can't even say everything and some particular just stood out, man. It just it all been great, man. That's all I can say. I can't complain. I love it, man. Now with with the way the internet is now, uh, music you can get music in the snap of a finger. So how has how have you embraced? all this technology, the social media to to keep to keep yourself going and, and keep uh, your well, honestly, man, it's, it's a gift and a curse. I like it, man, due to, uh, you know, the artists in these days dealing with Internet. It messed up a lot of, of funding and a lot of people's money, you know, and I don't agree with nobody <laughs> taking anything, anybody project for free, honestly. I really don't, you know. So, But at the same time, it, it's, it's an easy way because people are not buying albums no more, man. They're just like, uh, I want to say Taylor Swift, she might be the only person to have a platinum album this year, man. Only yes. person and within a whole year, so they can tell you a lot. People not buy physical at the same time. Not 
just buying as much as music anymore. So I see it as this, you know, people not putting the quality not into right. music, you know, just because they can sell easily with social media and the internet now, you know, it's, you know, it, it's like you can go buy a rapper kit now or a producer kit or a DJ kit and you in the game, you know what I'm saying? So it's a gift and a curse, you know, it, it comes with a territory. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that is amazing. You know, we have gone through almost 11 months and there's not one platinum album and yeah, Taylor Swift probably will be the first to do it. Uh, she's definitely blowing up on, on the radio and everything. So, uh, in that words, um, how do you see see the music industry? And 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 can you give your your opinion on how we can change that going into 2015? Uh, get you know start back getting those platinum uh, albums because I know, like you said, uh, with the internet, it is a gift and a curse. And the curse being that it, that you know you can get music for free illegally. And and all this stuff, so it takes away from the artists that actually, and and the DJs, producers that that put in their time and money uh, to make the, these these um, artwork happen. So, how, how how do you think we we can change that going into the new year? I I just think for the the, the newcomers, the upcoming uh, artists, and anybody want to be in this this industry, man, understand it's a business, uh, mm-hmm. and I think everybody got got lost sight of that. You got to think about it. You know, it was like when they first gave us the internet, it was stipulations. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then they just made it open wide up. And then once once they have you allow people to dictate and do what they want to do instead of following a guideline, that's where we had problems at. You know, I think everybody get back to following the guideline and and building from ground up to becoming and knowing what you are as a superstar. Uh, I think people will be back to respecting the industry as it is, you know, because it's just so, uh, I, I, I can't say exploit it, but at the same time, everybody wants something out of it, you know. But right. I think it's, it's too much exploitation and it's not being received and respected as it once was before. So I think we get back to the business side of it and uh, people understand what it is and, you know, the guidelines. I, th- I, I think it would be a, uh, it would be better receptive, <laughs> everybody instead of just urban radio or urban media, you know? Oh, yes, most definitely. And I know with the Internet, I'm sure you get tons of music that comes to you now because of that. Uh, What what bobs your head? What what makes you, you know, tap your feet when when you you hear the music today? What what, what is the criteria that that would make Double O Key say, yeah, I like this track, we got to get this played? Hey, man, it gotta be solid. That's like I said. I I like quality over over quantity. You know, mm-hmm. if it sound good, man, it seems like you got your stuff recorded properly. Then it sound like you recorded your joint with an eight track or something like that. I I would take more than a listen, man, and every record I get, I honestly listen to because you know, records records are timing at the same time at time. So you might have a record that came out, you know, last year sound something like maybe. On a swag surfing type early ATS style, might come back in style a year later, you know. Or either you could be like everything now got a, a 808 a bounce track to it. As long as you rhyme not sounding not like the Migos, you doing all right. Let me say that because everybody want to sound like the Migos right now. So if you not sound like the Migos, I'm listening to the music. Okay, that's what's up. If anybody want to call in, you can call in at six four six three seven eight zero two nine eight. 
We are on the air with DJ Double O Key. Um, what, what projects are, are you involved with right now, or or as and also as far as events that's coming up in November and December? Uh, well, of course, you know we got uh, Final City Classic coming up this weekend, man, and we have a big Fox One Hundred Five tailgate stage. Uh, that was a surprise guest. Can't can't confirm anybody just yet right now, but uh, we got the Final City Classic coming up. Um, after that, what's going on after that, man? You know, just we got a big um, turkey drive on the way that's coming up. Also, our needy children Christmas party we do in December, where we get away towards the pretty much over five thousand kids in the Tri City area. We've been doing this for a plethora of years, man. Uh, so you know, just closing out the year, man. Getting ready for the holidays, and then also I got an RB artist. I have Playboy. Um, Working on this project, you know, we got some records with Rocco. Got a little help working on some things with the new and upcoming hot girl herself, Dave Slow. Um, you know, I'm just working, man, just quietly doing my thing, man. Just staying DJing, man. That's all I can do. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick station break, and we'll be back. We'll be back on the air with more DJ Double O Key. Yep. Thank you. 
Oh, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to midnight. And uh, you can listen live online, fox105fm.com. And then Saturday from um, 2 to 6 on Saturdays. And, of course, I want to pat myself on the back. I made another little accolade. I'm the assistant program director of Fox 105. Now, so once again, salute my brother, Michael Soul. I appreciate it. Oh, yes, most definitely salute Michael Soul and congratulations on that, Double O Keith. I'm very happy and, and, and proud of you for your accomplishments. Hey, man, thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. Uh, well, I would like to thank you for um, calling on calling into the show tonight, and we'll definitely uh, we'd like to continue to network with you, and then any time you would like to come on, uh, the doors are always open for you uh, to be on the show. Hey, man, anytime you got to let me come up and spin, man. I got to come and spin for you, man. You know, let me come on and play some records for you, my brother. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We, we can definitely put that in the works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I want to tell everybody, make sure you follow me at DJ Double O K E. That's the O's, not the zeros. DJ O O K E E. That's Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, man. Follow me, and I'll follow you back. And, man, T-Rex, thank you once again, bro. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much, man. You have a blessed night. All right, man. I'm finna finish watching uh, the Patriots beat the hell out of Devil right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have that on in the background as well. <laughs> it's it's a great state. It is right now. Oh, man. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Double O Key. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good night, man. That was the legendary DJ Double O Key. You can definitely find him. If you're in this area in Columbus, Georgia, for Fox 105, and definitely a congratulations for him being assistant program director there. He's also MP3 Wax DJ and also Lifetime Achievement Award. That's lifetime, y'all. That that's that that's big news. That's big big people stuff there when you get a lifetime achievement award for his contribution 18 years in in the DJ game and he added on to that as well he's not stopping so you definitely can check him out you can follow him on Twitter at DJ that's that's two O's not zeros K-E-E so definitely look him up follow him he'll definitely follow you back Uh, this show has been such a blessing today I'd like to thank Scott Smith for checking in earlier um, we're talking college football as usual, the, the first hour of the show. Uh, so I definitely want to give a shout out to him. He is uh, a football recruiter. He has a football recruiting firm in Alabama. He's looking for high school students that that or uh, athletes that's trying to, um, to play on the next level. That's the guy to see. I also want to thank Visa Visa for checking in uh, with the Noisy Neighbors label out of Lynette, Alabama. Definitely, that's a great movement that's going on in this area, which, which is very much needed. Um, they, they got so many people that's backing them. And you got a Chambers County Music that, that's also on board with them and also help uh, shine light to the artists in this area. I definitely want to give a shout-out to the CEO of, of Chambers County Music, Young Johnny. Uh, we played this track earlier. I'm so Alabama. Um, so, uh, you know what, I, I guess we could close the show out with that. Even though I am War Eagle, and I just want to give a shout out to to my family there for you know tuning in to the show tonight. Next week we'll be back again at 6 p.m. Eastern time. That is our new time slot because of the fall and, and winter. So we, we figure we'll we'll give y'all a little uh, two hour early show instead of doing it at, you know traditional eight o'clock. But we'll go back to eight o'clock probably during um, the spring or summer months. So y'all just stay tuned to that. 
and we will we'll update you. I definitely want to give a shout out to Hype Magazine. That's our media partner. Um, we are sponsored by them, and so we we are back on the, on the mainstream media market. But this is still an underground show. There's nothing changed. Uh, we're still gonna be playing all the underground legends, artists, uh, not just music, but we, we talk about everything: football, sports, uh, authors, whoever. Uh, this, is, uh, this is just not. Uh, a music show. This is a show for everybody that can listen, you know, that that might might pick up on some things or advice. Cause, you know, at the end of the day, this this is all a job and also a calling um, from God for, for you to do these things. So it might be some advice that our guests or including myself can give out to people that motivate you. You, you know, because we're all gonna hit a brick wall. We're all gonna fall down. But you just keep getting up and you keep striving. And you always keep your eye on the prize. But we're gonna close the show out tonight. Uh, we played the song earlier. And we're gonna play it again. Uh, you know, I am from Alabama. And I did go to University of Alabama. But, but again, I am an Auburn fan. But this song can be a, a state song, even though you know he talks about his favorite team, which is um, um, Alabama Crimson Tide. They will be taking on LSU next Saturday, November the 8th, in Death Valley. <laughs> I think it's an 8 o'clock kickoff on CBS. Uh, they love playing, showing that game at night. And I don't know who's going to win. But it's hard for for LSU to lose at night, which they did uh, against Mississippi State. I think they played them there. But usually um, opponents' dreams come to die in Death Valley, so hopefully it might could be an upset, and then again, uh, it could just be another loss to that too. But um, I want to close it out again for the third time. I know I'm getting rambling on. I just love to talk. I want to give a shout out to my baby Wendy. She is um, behind the scenes. You, 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 I'm trying to get her on the camera and on the show as a co-host, but she does everything else but uh, the hosting part. So she. she assist and run everything else and I definitely give a shout out um, to all my children we had all our children here together over the weekend and it was a, such such a blessing for that and my parents and of course College Underground Radio you can find us on TuneIn Radio uh, as well and then also our platform here is Blog Talk Radio we all over the place on that we are a 32 time featured show that's a lot for any show to be featured. But it's a blessing that we have been featured 32 times on Block Talk Radio. And I want to give a salute. Be back next Sunday. Also, check out our show coming this Thursday. It's Turntable Thursday. It's a music-only show. At times, you you might hear somebody drop in to say something or have an interview or whatever. So you never know how we'll do it. But right now, it's just a music-only show. That's every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Salute. And you all have a good night.
Tuscaloosa, touching down, touchdown, holding the crystal ball, touching crowns, dynasty, Fairbrand's ghost steady reminded me our defense dominant, plus offensive line of beat, running back, safeties and cornerbacks, we on attack, roll tide, 200 interceptions, 100 sacks, elephants are super intelligent, but if ever pushed, we'll don't want eagles and gators, if they are edible, sports and a highlight, they, they are incredible, look up at the scoreboard, if they we ahead of you, roll tide, you should just pledge it too, from some tired nation, that is who you reppin' to, I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, hey. 